Welcome to the While We're Waiting, Hope After Child Loss podcast. I'm Jill Sullivan, your host and one of the co-founders of the While We're Waiting ministry. This is a podcast of stories, stories of devastating loss and grief and heartbreak and struggle, and stories of hope and healing and faith and yes, even joy. Stories that will help us live well while we're waiting to see our children in heaven one day. We pray that these stories will be an encouragement to you as you walk this road of grief. I'm excited to have my husband Brad join me today as our first official guest. You know, even though we both lost the same child when Hannah left for heaven, our experience was different because our relationship with her was different. So I wanted to have him share a little bit of our story of child loss from a dad's perspective. First, let me tell you just a little bit about us. We met at Washita Baptist University in 1985, the very first weekend of my sophomore year and his freshman year. For a few weeks, we spent time just getting to know each other and building a friendship before we went on our first official date to a Dallas home concert on campus. After the concert, I went back to my dorm room and I told my roommate, you know, that's the kind of guy I'd like to marry someday. And it turns out he said the exact same thing to his roommate that evening. And two years later, on a hot Saturday afternoon in August, we were married. God has blessed us with almost 33 years of marriage and two beautiful daughters, Hannah Joy and Bethany Grace. And I'm pleased to have him join me on the podcast today. Wow, thank you. It's, it's great to be here. Uh, I'm glad to be here and to talk about our girls and our, and our story and our family. And uh, what a blessing to be here. And I'm excited about the opportunity. Well, good. We're very excited that you're here. Um, just to kind of start out, tell us a little bit about your profession, what it is you do. Well, uh, I went to Washita and I majored in education and uh, I become a teacher and a coach. And uh, this is, I'm starting my 29th year as an educator. And uh, I've, uh, I've been a coach, a teacher, like I said, and an assistant principal and principal and work my way up and Currently, I'm the superintendent of South Pike County School District in uh, Southwest Arkansas, and um, that's the two communities that that uh, make up uh, our district is is Murfreesboro and Delight. And Murfreesboro is the home of the only place in America uh, that you can dig for diamonds, and uh, Delight is known for the hometown of Glen Campbell. So. Uh, the, those are the two things that my two communities are known for. But uh, it's uh, being an educator is always uh, I've looked at it as a ministry, an opportunity to to share my faith and uh, my, the, a platform to share my faith. But uh, I would say that after Hannah went to heaven, uh, that changed uh, greatly, and it's it's even given me a desire and a passion more uh, in, in in a bigger way to share my faith. So. Uh, I look at my job as a ministry. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the public school setting now is is one of the largest mission fields uh, that there is. Um, you know, you had the unique opportunity to be our girls' high school principal, uh, something I think the girls sometimes enjoyed and then sometimes didn't enjoy so much. Talk a little bit about what that was like. Well, it was a blessing to, to be able to... Uh, you know, walk the halls with my girls, and uh, as they were in in junior high and high school, I was their I was their principal uh, to be around them really twenty four seven as as I was there at school with them and got to see them uh, excel in the school activities, uh, 
academics and athletics and just to be a part of all that was uh, was was a blessing and and I look back on that and it was a very special time to be my girl's principal and again it was this time sometimes hard to to be the the principal's kids but uh, uh, they they I think they enjoyed the opportunity like you said at times but uh, but it's sometimes hard but I think uh, they enjoyed it I, I, and and I'm I was I'm glad I'm grateful that I got that opportunity. Yeah, you know, Hannah was one of those kids that took school very seriously, and uh, she didn't like it very much when kids would get in trouble, did she? They have to go to the principal's office. And she um, more than once defended me from uh, students that that come back to the to the room or the classroom after being in my office and uh, was was giving their principal a hard time, and and she took up for me. I've had teachers share that with me, and uh, so it. it I, I was, uh, she was, she was stood behind her dad as did Bethany and, uh, but it's, it, it was difficult, but it was also good. Yeah. It was a blessing. We got to spend so much time with them. I worked also in the same school district as a speech pathologist. And so really all four of us were in the same district together and it was, it was really a neat time. Uh, you know, you grew up in a household with two brothers and then you had a baby sister who came along much later when you were 16 years old but you mostly grew up in a boy household. So talk a little bit about your experience as a girl dad. Like you said, I, you know, I had a baby sister that was born when I was in high school and, and boy, I, I just, uh, it was, I took to her real quick and uh, enjoyed having a little sister. And then when our girls came along, I enjoyed every minute of that from the, the dance uh, recitals to the athletic events, to the banquets, uh, uh, I enjoyed it all. And then my girls, uh, they, uh, they loved to go to be with dad and we would go hunting and fishing and riding four wheelers. And, uh, we just enjoyed all of our time together and, and they could, they could go out and, and, uh, get muddy with me in the, in, in the woods and riding four wheelers. And then they could come home and clean up and, and go to a dance recital. And, uh, it was just a, a great experience and I, I cherished every moment of being my girl's dad. Yeah, that you were a wonderful girl dad. You 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 um always could transition very easily from the ballet recital to the Deer Woods and and uh they had a lot of fun growing up with a dad like you. So let's fast forward a little bit to Hannah's sophomore year of high school. You know, things were going well in our family. Hannah was, you know, she had this goal. She wanted to be the high school valedictorian and she was on her way. Bethany was very athletic and enjoying success in all of her different sports that she was involved in. We were happy in our little community and, and just kind of all around enjoying life. And then in one afternoon, everything changed. Talk a little bit about that day. Yes. Um, you know, the day that, that Hannah was getting her MRI and, and I was uh, aware of that process and what was going on at the hospital and had gone back to school and had been with you for a little while, but going back to school for the end of the day. And um, I was at school and I got, got that call from you and you just told me to come home. And uh, I knew that something was not, the news was not good. And I, uh, but I wasn't sure what I was about to, to face when I got home. So I got home and uh, before you and Hannah got home and I was in the driveway when, when you pulled in and uh, with Hannah and Hannah got out of the car and she walked up to me and looked at me and she said, dad, I, I've got a brain tumor. And uh, I remember the feeling of uh, like the, uh, the wind 
went out of my lungs. I couldn't breathe and just trying to process that and just being overwhelmed with the emotion. And, um, it, that was, that was tough. And, you know, I, and I'm, 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 uh, as a dad, I'm thinking, what are we going to do? And how am I going to fix this? And, you know, that was my initial thoughts that was going through my head. And, uh, you know, quickly we, uh, our neighbor, Gerald Taylor come over and he prayed with us and, and we prayed together. And, and I remember making a conscious decision, God, we trust you. And, uh, we trust you with Hannah in this situation. And, uh, um, from that point on, after we, we made that conscious decision, God, we trust you. I remember feeling peace. I, I didn't like the news, but I felt peace. And, uh, God started just, uh, walking closely with us and, uh, directing our path. And, uh, but that day, uh, I will never forget. And, uh, the news that Hannah shared with me and, uh, uh, it was, it was a difficult day that started a year long journey for us that, uh, that, you know, God used for his purpose. And, uh, and he, he taught us a lot and he taught our daughters a lot. And, uh, and, uh, we don't want to waste that experience and, and we want to use it for good. That's right. You know, in the introductory podcast, I shared the story, you know, in a lot of detail about Hannah's brain cancer diagnosis and the journey that we went through over that year. So I'm not going to go through all of that again today, but there is a part that I intentionally left out and it's a very important part of the story. And I left it out because it's your story to tell. Would you share that with our listeners? Yes. We'd been in the hospital for three or four days and we were waiting for surgery and, and Jill had gone home to get, get rest. And, and I was staying with, with Hannah at the hospital and, uh, and it was time to go to bed and try to go to sleep because you, as you often, you know, you know, you're going to be interrupted, but we were, it was time to try to get some rest. And, and so we were laying down and, uh, and, and Hannah got my attention. She said, dad, I, I've got to tell you something. And I said, okay. And she went on to tell me about uh, an experience she had in, in her youth group at church a few months prior that they had a disciple now weekend. And at that weekend, they had, uh, leaders, uh, share and, and teachers that taught them and they had worship time and other activities. But during the, the teaching time, one of the leaders shared with uh, the youth how God allows storms in your life uh, to bring you closer to him and to allow others to see him through your storm. And Hannah wanted me to know that. And she went on to tell me, and dad, and I want you and mom to know that I prayed for a storm that God might use me. And, you know, that was a, a comfort at the time to know that God was working in her life early on in this mm -hmm. journey. It was a blessing to know that and to know how she was processing that and how, how she wanted me and her, her mom to know that that was something that, uh, that she was processing. And that's what, where God was leading her as she was going down this journey of, of, uh, finding out that she had uh, a brain tumor. And, uh, you know, as we think about her storm, uh, and how we want, uh, her prayer, uh, or the leader's teaching was, you know, it to allow others to seek Christ through your storm and to bring others closer to Christ. Uh, that has been fulfilled in her dad's life. And, um, and that's something that I look back on is that I'm not, I'm not the same person because of Hannah Storm. And, uh, 
and often we talk about how we don't want to waste that experience. We want to use that experience for something good. We want to allow God to use it for something good and be uh, intentional about sharing uh, the hope we have in Christ. And, uh, but um, I will never forget the storm story. And uh, it changed my, the way I processed that whole journey uh, of cancer. Still, it's still a, um, a focal point in, in our journey in, after Hannah's gone to heaven. That's right. And, you know, we do always try to be careful to say that, you know, just because Hannah prayed for a storm, we don't believe that, that God gave her brain cancer in response to that prayer, but rather that he was preparing her. He knew he's sovereign. He knew what was coming in her life, that she was going to be facing cancer. And um, he was preparing her when she prayed that prayer when she found out the news just a, about a week after her surgery that it was uh, brain cancer, she was, she was ready for it, and she accepted it as her storm. And uh, that helped us walk through the journey as well, knowing that that was her, her attitude. So, you know, it's always amazing to me how much we can learn from our kids. And uh, I know we learned a lot from Hannah. What, what did specifically did you learn from Hannah as she went through this journey with terminal cancer? You know, when you, you think about um, how she approached it from day one, she never said, why me? We never, she was never mad, you know, and she was all, always comforting us in this process. And, and really um, her true nature was to worry about every little detail. I mean, from an academic standpoint, it, she was concerned about, you know, five points on a test, you know, anything that was going on with the weather or the, the, the uh, even politics, she was concerned. But, you know, when she got the news of, uh, of brain cancer, she never, she never wavered. And uh, to see the way that she accepted the news of brain cancer and how she lived that year, uh, I will never forget. And, uh, you know, and those of you that know me and, and uh, know that I'm pretty emotional and uh, you know, when she would see me emotional and, and we'd get bad news from a scan or a, a, a MRI or a blood test. And she would look at me and, and look at her mom and say, dad, I'm okay. I'm good. And uh, you know, that was, that was something that she taught me. Uh, she was trusting her, her Lord and savior and he was walking with her. And uh, it wasn't her nature. It was, it was Christ in her. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something that I, that, to, you know, that, that she taught me and, uh, and I will, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful for that and the way she approached her storm and, and what she was facing. Uh, it really, it really makes me think about my, my difficult days even now. And, 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 you know, my daughter faced the most difficult days that, I think anyone could could face with with the with terminal cancer and to to see the impact it was having on her body and understand that and uh, and she faced it with uh, without fear and for that I'm proud and that's uh, it's something she's taught me that I that I can I can make application to that every day the going gets tough I can. I can make application and know I can do this with Christ. And, and right. it comes back mm -hmm. to that. So it's not me, but it's Christ in me 
as it was Christ in her. That's right. So talk about how God started working in your life during the year that she was sick. Well, you know, uh, you know, I mentioned a while ago about how dads are supposed to, to fix things for their, for their girls and for their family. And, you know, I didn't have the answer to this, this brain cancer. And, uh, you know, I, I really learned to depend on Christ and uh, just to trust him, like I, like, uh, I said earlier. But, uh, you know, I remember a lot of early mornings before daylight, I would be outside walking and the stars would be out and, and just really having those conversations with God and just, you know, even, even just crying out to him, you know, God, what are we going to do? How can we do this? You know, and, uh, and I remember it was like he was face to face with me and just uh, with that, just that assurance that I got you. I got your daughter. I love your daughter and it's going to be okay. And that, that deep down peace from, from, those early morning walks uh, really got me through uh, that that year and and even now uh, just to be reminded that that God is there for us and uh, you know the thing that I look back on on that year and the year after she went uh, Hannah went to heaven is you know the people God put in our lives uh, mm-hmm. and uh, how He used people to draw us to Him and. Uh, I look back and just, uh, I'm just thankful that God did that, you know, and, and I'd like to back up and even tell uh, before, uh, years before, there was two families in our life that I, I was really close to both families and worked with them both, and they both lost children. And I remember seeing them walk that journey and, uh, and also seeing how God walked with them and that he was their strength. And how that impacted me as I saw them walk that journey with child loss. And, and I look back now, and then I was going down that journey and went down that, that the journey of child loss. And, and, I, and I'm grateful for, those, for God putting those families into my life and get to see him through their stories. Because um, it encouraged me. Because I, I saw them get through those early weeks and uh, months and years and and uh, I was comforted by that that and I remember asking uh, one of the couples how did you do this I, I can't see how you did this and they looked at me in the eyes and said it was Christ it wasn't us and uh, and I didn't forget that and when we were there I, I remember that so that's just to see how God's sovereign plan and throughout our lives how he's putting people in our lives how he's how he can, um, he just shows us his love for us and that we can trust him. I mean, that's, uh, that's what I've learned is that he is, he is, is good and we can trust him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, again, I'm grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Even when things don't feel good, even when things aren't good, God is still good. That is so true. Amen. So how was it, you know, you were uh, Hannah's high school principal and she went to heaven in the spring of her junior year of high school. And then you had to go back to work at that same school. How, how was that? Well, um, man, it was difficult as I, as I went back to walk in the halls that she walked and going in the classrooms that she should have been in, uh, 
going by her table in the cafeteria where she always ate lunch and, and she wasn't there and her locker stayed shut. You know, those, those were difficult days as I reflect on that. But, you know, the, the thing that I quickly pivoted to after she went to heaven was the fact that she was healed, she was home, and she was safe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she was with her Lord and Savior. And that was, well, that was a comfort. And in those difficult days when I was, uh, when I had to face those, her graduation and, and know that I was calling the names of graduation and know that she should have been in that lineup and to walk across that stage. And uh, I just had to be reminded she was where she was created to be and she was safe and she was healed and she was whole. And then also I'm not, I'm not done with her. It's not over yet. Uh, She, uh, she got the ultimate. My worst days were her best days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you think about your high school years or, you know, a lot of people, like cliche uh, is saying is, you know, those are your best years. But her, my worst days of her high school years was her best days. And it still is. And it just is uh, going to get better and gets better as she's uh, home in heaven. So, uh, right. yeah, as great as our past was with her, our oh. future is going to be so much better. We've got so much to look forward to because truly the best is yet to come. Yes. Uh, we no. still miss her. We miss her no. every day, every moment of every day. But um, it helps to know that the best is yet to come. So if you could give a newly bereaved parent some advice, what what would you say? You've got to hold on to what you know is true. That's right. And, and that's God's word. You've got to be in God's word you got to be communicating with God in prayer uh, and you've got to be uh, honest with him. And, you know, as I think about that the year that Hannah was ill and then, and then afterwards, just to, just to cry out to God and he knows what we're feeling and what we're processing and he knows our hurt. And uh, you've got to, you've got to reach out to, to him and, and read his word and be uh, consistent in prayer. And sometimes you don't know what to pray, but just say, God, I, I don't know what to say, but uh, I just trust you and I'm going to lean on you and just lean into him as you're, you're trying to stay up, just lean into God and let him, let, let him hold you up and help let him help you take your next step. And uh, I, that's my big advice. And then surround yourself with people um, and for us, that uh, people that, that will, that can help us and support us. And, and, you know, there was families that, that knew what we were processing as far as child loss. And, you know, when we are surround ourselves with those people that understood our loss, but also understood the hope we have, and just to be around them, to be encouraged by them, uh, helped us, uh, you know, those, those families that I mentioned that uh, we wa- uh, saw walk the, the journey of child loss, they were instrumental, uh, you know, just to talk to them and yes. hear from them. Uh, and then others that we would come in contact with that, uh, after Hannah went to heaven, that, that, that was, uh, that was big for us to be with people that understood us and then had the hope we had in, in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's right. Is there a particular scripture that's been especially meaningful to you on this journey? Uh, yes. And, uh, 
as I mentioned before, when the day that we found out of, about Hannah's uh, brain tumor, uh, our neighbor is Gerald Taylor, and he's a retired pastor, and he was this very uh, close to our, and he still is close to our family, and uh, he was close to our girls, and um, he came down that day, and he prayed with us, and he gave us a verse, and the verse is Nahum 1-7, the Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble, he cares for those who trust in him, and that verse has has been special from that day to me, and, uh, and this is the reminder that He's our refuge, and we can trust him. And uh, that is, that's been a, a special verse for, for me from that day and uh, a reminder that, that we can turn to him and we can trust him. And uh, that's, that's my favorite verse, and that's been a focal verse from that day. During the year that Hannah was sick, we prayed um, a lot for her healing. And there were people praying literally around the world that she would be healed of her cancer. And, uh, you know, our prayers weren't answered in the way we felt they should be. Um, how have you dealt with that? You know, um, something that, that, that I realize and I know is that she was healed. My prayer was answered. Yeah. Um, she was healed eternally. And, uh, you know, uh, and that was part of God's purpose and plan. And she her her purpose here on earth was was finished when God took her to heaven and she was healed and uh, and just think about that healing and the fact that she's whole and uh, I'm grateful. Yeah, that's right. Uh, finally, one more question. We're just about to run out of time, but I wanted to ask you this. You know, we talk a lot about how the loss of a child changes a person profoundly. Um, I always say that it, it changes you down to the, to the very cellular level because it changes everything about you. Um, what, was, what would be one thing you would say about yourself has changed the most since Hannah went to heaven? The most important thing is your relationship with Christ. And that is something that I am, uh, is a passion of mine now more than ever. And uh, that eternal perspective and and you know, the only way you can have eternity is have that right relationship with Christ. And you know, the the thing that I I desire is when I meet people, is do they know Jesus as their personal Savior? Uh, do they have that right relationship? Uh, you know, I know Hannah had made that decision, and I and because of that decision, I have hope, and uh, eternity is waiting on me, uh, and I get to spend it with her. So. The most important thing is, is sharing Christ and sharing what he did on the cross. And, and that's the most important thing. And there's people around us that are hurting. They need the hope that, uh, that Jesus gives. Uh, and, and that's the most important thing. And that's what I desire to do. And, and I want to do more of that is to share, share Christ with others. Yeah, that's right. That, you know, the loss of a child, there's nothing like that to bring that eternity into focus. And, and you recognize and realize how fragile life is and how life can change so quickly and suddenly. And, and we need to be prepared. And uh, I, I appreciate you. Thank you for reminding us 
of what is that most important thing in life. And that's having that right relationship with Jesus. And, you know, I don't know how you survive something like the loss of a child without the hope that comes Mm. from that relationship. We appreciate you joining us on the podcast today, Brad. Um, It's always good to just hear a perspective um, from a dad's point of view. Well, thanks for having me. It's a blessing. And I want to be, um, if there are dads out there that need someone to talk to, uh, I'm available. Look, look me up on Facebook or um, I'm available and would love to visit with you. But uh, again, it was a blessing and I'm grateful to have this opportunity to share my story. Yeah, we even, uh, you know, we mentioned the while we're waiting ministry in our introductory podcast, we even have retreats that are specifically just for dads. So that may be something some of these guys might want to look into at some point. You definitely will want to catch our next episode when I'll be welcoming Larry and Janice Brown to the podcast to share the story of their son, Adam. It's an amazing story of redemption, taking Adam all the way from drug addiction to the very tip of the spear as a member of SEAL Team 6, where he was killed in action in Afghanistan in March of 2010. We look forward to visiting with you again and and hope you'll join us then. It's a blessing to walk beside you as we seek to live well while we're waiting.